Welcome, welcome to yet another episode of This is African Football with me, your host, Elasto Kapoeja. This is our weekly host, our weekly podcast that we do to cover football on our beautiful continent. Uh, we've got so much to cover tonight, uh, looking at what is happening in Nigeria. Uh, some serious allegations they leveled against um, the incumbent, that is uh, Amaju Pinik. Uh, we'll touch base on our region here closer to us, that is the Kosafa region, looking at the draw that took place last week and see who's who, who's where, who's going to participate in the Kosafa tournament. The CAF Champions League was here, the semi-final second leg, it came, it went, that is the Confederations Cup as well. We now know the finalist. No surprises that, um, again, in all North African finals in both competitions, uh, we look at um, the goalkeeping uh, department, uh, the men between the sticks, we've got a goalkeeper in our midst. Uh, he'll help us through. These are the people that uh, are not allowed to make mistakes. If they make a mistake, it's disaster. But uh, I'm not alone to be able to dissect all these um, uh, talking points. I'm with uh, Leonard. I am with the uh, legends of the game, former players, journalists. Let me introduce them to you. Uh, I know that um, today is a very important uh, day for South Africa uh, in terms of uh, the general elections. We've got a South African in the midst, award-winning journalist, Velile uh, Mnyandu. My brother, good evening. Did you vote? Did you place that X at the right party? That's why I, I can see the ink there. That, no, no, no. That's why I want you to finish as soon as possible. Oh, so you, you still are going to vote. <laughs> I can go and vote for my leader. Gentlemen, uh, we normally just give this uh, online precedence to our our guest tonight uh, so that we can just get to, to know a little bit about uh, him, although I think he's a man who doesn't need any introduction, but maybe to just know his background and what he thinks about this beautiful game. Uh, but uh, looking at what happened recently, uh, Sundowns bowing out of um, the CAF Champions League, uh, in their match against uh, wide at Casablanca, the second leg, our fingers were crossed. We were all rallying behind the team. But Dennis, you wouldn't say that uh, it was a bad campaign after all, isn't it? Um, of course, it wasn't a, a bad campaign for us. Mm. Uh, we would have loved to go to the finals, but mm. uh, it never happened. I think we, we didn't play our best football on the day and uh, we couldn't get the ball to cross the line but uh, I believe that uh, it's a learning curve for us to try and uh, get better results away from home because when you get results away from home it becomes easy for you mm. when you play at home because the, the team opens up mm. but uh, these are the few things that uh, we've learned from this season and we hope uh, when we go back to the Champions League next season we'll be able to to jump over that harder. Okay, so you are Talking about that f that game, the first leg in in Morocco, yes, where yes. you feel that you could have done better. Yes, there uh, were always an advantage. That is why that. If you look at the second leg, yeah, we we, we, we when we went to Morocco, uh, we believed that we could score the away goal, yes. but uh, I think the second goal really killed us because it came in too so early in mm -hmm. the second half of of, of the game, and uh, it really put us on the back foot, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I think even the game at home, we, we, we rushed it. We never settled very much on the ball to try and play our normal football. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get an early goal, which couldn't uh, 
come through. And playing an experienced team like we did, it was very difficult for us to break them down. And they caught us on the break a lot of times. And uh, they could have got their way goal as well. But uh, that's how football went. And uh, we were knocked out. But we believe that we, we can go again and uh, go as far as we can. Timothy, looking at that match, uh, Sundowns versus Wider at home, looking at the last match that they played at home against our Akli, where I think there was just high expectations that uh, there was no way that Sundowns would not be able to score against Wider at Casablanca, whom, if you look at the previous matches, they had found the back of the net. Was it surprising that uh, they couldn't, you know, score one goal and the way that Wider approached that game? No, it wasn't very surprising because if you looked at how they approached the game in uh, in Morocco, where they got their away goal, mm. you you always feel like you have the freedom to try and attack and be adventurous when you're away from home, uh, given the fact that when you score one, then you have got an advantage. And uh, the jury, you know, uh, got uh, that one goal that was 2-1, and the expectation that being at home, uh, they'll be able to find uh, the goal that was more... Uh, more important to qualify. But the permutation that are always being the home team that you are chasing the game is simple, is that you don't want to be very adventurous and you leave the back open mm-hmm. and then you, you are punished on the break. And uh, why that being the why the Sabranca team that, that's very experienced, they were they were sure they have got a result in their bag. They had something in their bag. They had to protect it. So they were playing just to frustrate Sundowns and getting them in those positions to be able to attack. And mind you, Sundowns has to make sure that they attack at the same time try not to concede the goal. And I think once you rush in the first 15-20 minutes, I think that was their very undoing. So as the time went on of the game, it became a a disadvantage to Sundowns, Mm. being mindful that we cannot afford to concede even when we're trying to look for that goal. Velile, was the match lost in Morocco before it came to Pretoria? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt when they scored that uh, mm. rare, uh, when they got that rare goal coming from uh, Anele, <laughs> that he's he a has, player, Musa. Even Dennis will tell you. Mm. What, was that not his first goal for Sundowns? Yeah, I think it's his first goal. He's <laughs> <laughs> always a first for Yeah, after three years, eh? <laughs> yeah, after three years. After three years. Corner, for, guys. Uh, Defenders go for After three years for sundowns. And look, he always gets into good positions. Uh, Anele. And, you know, um, Dennis will tell you the experience uh, of Anele. Uh, one of the few players uh, to have played both in the UEFA Champions League and also in the CAF Champions mm. League. And um, I think now this is his third Champions League campaign um, with Sundown. So, so when they got that goal, um, there was a lot of hope and and, and knowing Sundowns. And I was saying this to Dennis that I was surprised because Sundowns is this team you saw yesterday against Arrows. They scored first two goals um, inside the first 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that is Sundowns. Sundowns, they like to Mm -hmm. score in the first 15, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then they manage the game. And then you try and come at them, then they expose Ah, you. You know, and this is, if if you remember, this is how Mm. uh, they annihilated Alali. You know, so I was surprised. Mm. I was surprised. I felt the approach. was you know mm. was a, was a bit laid back mm. but at the same time also credit to the opponent yeah. you know uh, these are these are teams that had been playing against each other i think 
for for the eighth time yeah. now mm-hmm. uh, if my memory serves me well just in the last three years it's like they're you in know? the same league yes yes, like, yes, mm-hmm. yes Benzardi left uh, Widad went to, to to coach Tunisia then then he came back to Widad again again you know so they know each other like mm. you know yes um so i was not entirely surprised with the result okay uh but i was surprised that because i i felt i felt that uh, this was the time you know there's something that dennis was also talking about and uh, interestingly coach pizzo when he spoke about this with him he he didn't put it into his mind that sundowns had two champions league seasons inside one psl season yeah you know um but at least now they now it has changed Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now yeah, they yeah. can have a pre- uh, in off season. They are go- they, for the first time in five yeah, years. Now they, they can rest. a proper pre-season. Although he won't have one. He won't have one. Mm-hmm. He's going uh, to have one. Mshishi won't have one. He's called border to border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't have one. But but also this yeah. this is what Coach Pizzo usually talks about. Yes. Uh, this is the advantage and the disadvantage of having a team with internationals. Yeah. But they compensate that with quality. Yeah, the because, depth is there. Uh, because you go to Sundowns when mm. it's an international week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Dennis, um, f- you, you've achieved a lot. Three league titles. You've got the, the Champions League Cup, the Super Cup. Are you happy? Are you satisfied as a footballer from how far you've come to say that, look, I've achieved it all? Is there more to Dennis? And you have to add the the 39 years <laughs> qualify the Uganda Cranes. Yes. To the Afcon. Yeah. Something about Timothy couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> so so looking back from the days you, you that uh, the foundation for from the days that Dennis <laughs> stepped up in the shores of South Africa or when Dennis was playing back home in Uganda and to what you've achieved right now. Are you satisfied? Um I'm happy with what I've got right yes. now but not yet satisfied because mm. uh, otherwise I, I would retire at the moment because mm. if I say I'm satisfied then I've got everything that I wanted yes. in life uh, in my life of football but mm. uh, I still believe I want to win more uh, especially the Champions League mm-hmm. the Champions League and of course do better in the Afcon because uh, there's still some people back home who say they played in the final of the Africa Cup of Nations of course they didn't win but uh, I want the bragging rights as well I want to play in the finals you want the generation that plays in the final yes I don't want to yes. just be there anyone yes. can go there but why, why not win it <laughs> yes I want to go as far as I can so uh, I still believe I've got a lot to offer and more hungrier than ever to try and uh, Uh, win uh, the Champions League and AFCON and, and the league, of course. It's, it's a very difficult uh, thing to win. It's not like everyone can win the league, but uh, I really want to win more because I still have the energy to do that. Your greatest achievement? Uh, winning the Champions League. Winning the Champions League. Yes, Even your, your, your personal uh, accolade that you got as the best goalkeeper on the continent it would not come anywhere near than winning it in 2016 with with Mamelodi Sundowns <laughs> of course that comes mm. with winning the Champions League yes. but uh, on top of that i wouldn't have won the yes. player of the of the year without winning the Champions League mm. because it also involved the national team doing well to go to the to the Afcon uh, after 39 years so a lot of things involved in 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 one trophy but 
mostly the Champions League uh, paved a lot of things for me. Dennis, uh, we, we hear so many stories of uh, special goalkeepers when they start their career. Some study strikers, some study defenders, infield players. How did it start for you? Were you always a goalkeeper in your early days? Uh, okay, I started as a goalkeeper. Oh, I, I started as I a think goalkeeper. You're the first goalkeeper I've heard that. I've played as a striker before. There you are. <laughs> at, uh, at, at Sports Club Villa, I was a striker at one mm -hmm. stage where they have to put a striker outside and yes. the goalkeeper plays as a striker. Mm -hmm. And because I was fearless, I could go into any challenge and, you know. But uh, at the end of That's the day... That's the DNA of a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> you don't go anywhere near a goalkeeper. Yeah, you need very to be very brave. Very so brave. actually scored some goals. Is it? Is yeah, it when it turned out for Sports Club Vida, yes. it was a crisis moment where uh, you, you have got a yes. second, second yeah. standing goalkeeper uh, and you trust him and he said, we are lacking as a striker. And hmm. he was given the opportunity and he banked in some goals. Wow. So, so your, your former club, SC Villa... Hmm. They are going through challenges. What 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 is it? What is happening there? Uh, because you are <laughs> really legends of that that club. Well, uh, I think Timothy Timothy can te 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 testify because mm. this is a club that was well run by mm -hmm. uh, some uh, good people before when we were there, and they used to to inject money in in the team and mm -hmm. you know take young people like us to school to to to, to learn. And uh, the, the, the club was well run by these people, but I think the management messed it up. When these people left the club, there was yes. no one to take over and try and uh, take the legacy ahead. And that's why it's struggling, because financially they're struggling, mm. the players. And before I left as well, the team was starting to, to collapse, but mm. no one took charge to try and... Uh, help the team to yes. resurrect because it's yes. one of the biggest club in Uganda. Mm -hmm. I think it has won more league trophies than anyone but uh, I think the team needs more support from sponsors and try and bring back the passion and the love for football in the same club because mm -hmm. uh, at the moment the team is struggling with the finances and you know when the team struggles with such things it will mm -hmm. always have issues of uh, players not to playing well, players mm -hmm. not coming for training and uh, these are the few things because the small clubs like Vipers, I mean, it's a new club, mm -hmm. but it has all the facilities yep. and it's got its own stadium right. and the, the owner has the money to look after the team and he has ambitions. He wants to do well in the mm. Champions League or the, yes. the, the Confederation Cup. And if you have such big ambitions, you'll go far. All right, gentlemen, I want us to move now to look at this man that is sitting in front of us, who has been the goalkeeper of the year, the player of the year. Right now, rated in the PSL as the best goalkeeper. Velile, what makes him? What are the qualities? What is it that he has? Does he have a good defense? Does he have a good team? He's a top keeper. What are some of those strengths that when you look at him, we are going to talk about goalkeepers, uh, the Ajax keeper, in terms of the opportunities that uh, black goalkeepers uh, are limited to when it comes to playing in Europe. He is a man, I feel personally, could easily have played in Europe. What are some of the qualities that when you look at him and say, look, it ticks the boxes? Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, with Dennis, I think um, earlier we were talking about the influence of mm. coaches um, in his career. And um, I remember a stage where Dennis was just sitting on the stands, you know, uh, to an extent that uh, 
at sundowns he had to be sent out on loan to vets yes and then he was sent out to aces and um but he returned and then he was still sitting out on the stands mm. you know but until he was also given a chance to play in the national team mm-hmm. um by by Mitchell and i think that's when uh, pizzo came back uh, to, to to sundowns and if you look at the period when he returned to sundowns and between then and now that coincided with that period where uh, pizzo was returning to sundowns and this is the period where sundowns have been featuring um they've been frequenting yes the 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 calf the, the champions league yeah the the calf champions league so mm. dennis brings that quality he, he brings that um everything that you need in a goalkeeper in a, in a goalkeeper on the african continent um especially when you look at the type um of players that you need you know um i feel that he's got that heart you know mm. um besides the physical strength and everything but mm. Um, now not talking about as a, as a goalkeeper but just talking about the footballer you know yeah. uh, the leader uh, the mentality that you know is, yes. that that he has mm. um you know that if you want to see sundowns succeeding you have to see dennis mm. you know taking nothing away from other people who are there but if it's not dennis <clears throat> um even the sundowns people they know that Ash, we're not sure you know and um I, I i just feel that in the past two seasons um the technical team of pitomosimane mangoba mngiti and wendel robinson they've just been doing well in terms of now managing him in terms of how to use him you know but i mean it's not a <laughs> it's not a fluke that dennis um in the kef 11 was the only african based player mm-hmm. you know um for 2018 you know so for me um away from just the technical side yes um in terms of um w- what qualities does he have mm-hmm. aerially yes. shot stopping and all those things i would like to focus more on so leader. it's more of it's more of his personality <coughs> on that pitch the, the personality yes. yeah the, what he brings to the team what 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 he brings okay. to the team right. and and this is what you need yes in uh, in, in 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 the CAF Champions League yes. more yes. especially yes. you know um at international level mm. that is what you need so when you look at that Sundowns team uh, with him with Hlompokekana uh, mm-hmm. you know with uh, I mean Wayne Arense you know the, there are players these are the tried the, 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 the there, was a, there was a stage where Wayne Arense he was moving out of the team yes uh, in fact i think he was even transferred to some yes, stage yes, but yes. he's just renewed his contract now mm. you know uh, at the age of 35 so yeah. these are the unsung heroes um, that we've seen leading this team you know we've seen the youngsters coming and going the kama billiards mm-hmm. uh, the pesitaus the kick mm-hmm. and dolls the bongane zongos you know sometimes you find that attackers they get too much attention more than the goalkeepers uh, i was saying this were judging another award that i won't mention here <laughs> uh, yeah, the psl uh, yesterday or day before. but yes got uh, uh, recognition <laughs> dennis no no but i'm saying in general i'm, I'm saying mm-hmm. dennis in recent years 
he has changed that narrative. Yes, because he's he's got that recognition. Yes. As somebody but, but, like you're saying who's yes. been responsible yes. for the success of yes. his club yes. and yes. also his nation. Yes. That's why for me uh, there's this nonsensical debate mm. about who is the best in the PSL yeah. and who is the best in Africa. Mm. The continent comes first. The continent comes first. Okay. Hold it there. <laughs> Tim just just to continue with the th- uh, the this this thought of of Velile, yeah. lo- looking i i pose the question as to what are those qualities that stand up we, we are going to look at this ex amsterdam goalkeeper andre onana uh, looking at um, the challenges i mean he's speaking about the challenges of these black goalkeepers yeah. because you could be playing in europe is he a keeper that when you look at him Onana was that, not a first choice that, that, that possess for Cameroon yeah so looking at what he possess yeah. what is it that you see he is your countryman yes who has done well for his country uh, like you said after 39 years he was there Dennis to make sure that they qualify for the Nations Cup they went there the second time around I think he considered in the last game against Tanzania this time around the qualifiers keeping clean sheets now, what is it what does he bring you know to a team if you look at Dennis now the, the narrative is very interesting mm. and uh, it goes like this uh, if you look at the way Sundowns is playing there are moments when they have got two defenders at the back mm-hmm. uh, it means that they have encouraged their wing backs to go upfield attack minded attack minded they want to attack it's simple they they know that they have got a last man standing even when caught on the counter they can still be saved so they have that at the back of their mind and what does that call for? Dennis's game reading, overplay, mm. when he himself is not playing but watching the game, his game reading is very absolute. That is able to spot when the danger can happen. And when it does happen, is able to neutralize it. So you have got a chance with the capability of Coach Pizzo is willing to release players the like of Sirinos to let them cheat and not drop back to defend. And when so he, there's so much trust when he, on the when, men when behind. Gets, yes. But there's so much trust. For me, if you're looking to analyze who a goalkeeper is, I want mm. to look at the area capability, the mm-hmm. command mm-hmm. Of, of his area. Mm. Uh, look at the time when Dennis is going to dive. Mm. That's when you'll know. He's always less of diving because he's mm. sure. His, his positioning is up to date. And for him, for, for him is the command that he... You know, he takes when you when you defend and you have got your goalkeeper who is able to come and get all those aerial balls, yes. have that command. Mm. It lessens and keeps the energy of the defenders to focus more in the game. And I'm sure the defenders will testify that they finish the game and they are willing maybe even to go to a club or have a club, <laughs> a cup of tea because they are not very tired simply because of Dennis. Wow. Now, Dennis, um, I think it's just proper for us to just get into this um statement that was issued by uh, the Ajax goalkeeper Andre Onana looking at yourself that uh, the, the, the opportunities the possibilities that could have been for you to play in Europe how difficult uh, do you think it is because he says here yeah, uh, Andre Onana says that look uh, black keepers have to work harder in Europe even to get there uh, than the, their white counterparts. Yourself, do you share the same sentiments? Would you say that it is difficult for black keepers? Because with your quality, I look at your physique, uh, I look at the physique of some of the goalkeepers playing in the top 
backless Premier League, I'm like, ah, <laughs> and the mistake that they do week in and week out. There's a goalkeeper that I feel that I, even here in the PSO, I might not oh. sign him. Oh, <laughs> 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 He's playing for the top team. And that keeper looks like there's no goalkeeper there. He's trying to use legs every time and so forth. But anyway, your, your thoughts on, on, on the chances of a, a keeper of your caliber maybe could have played in Europe. How difficult is it, you know, to break into that market? Um, well, it's it's. Uh, I think the first challenge that we have as African goalkeepers is uh, the development, okay. because uh, someone would look at Dennis at this stage and say, yes, Dennis maybe is ready to go to Europe, or he, he should be playing in Europe. But uh, one wouldn't understand how far or how hard I've worked to get here, because uh, there's a coach who used to to be at Sundown. Uh, Spanish coach called uh, John Ibarola. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's now with Real Betis. Okay. Uh, he's actually one of the coaches that spotted me to come to Sundown when I was still with Black Aces, and he mm-hmm. saw uh, a big goalkeeper who's just playing as a goalkeeper, yes. save the ball, and that's yep. it. But uh, you know, sometimes as a goalkeeper coach, you need to polish your own goalkeepers yes. and make them better goalkeepers because these days. Uh, a goalkeeper has to be part of the other 10 players. Yes. You can't only be a goalkeeper and the other players are doing their own thing. And uh, mm-hmm. the first thing he did was to sit me down and show me my game. Mm-hmm. Because you must watch your games as a goalkeeper. Everyone yes. must watch his game to improve. And uh, I think that's a weakness in most of the keep African goalkeepers or goalkeepers' coaches because they would just say, go play football. Or go be a goalkeeper. I mean, you save and kick long mm-hmm. and that's it. But uh, he sat me down. He told me my weakness and I must play to the strength of the team, what I must improve, uh, must lose weight a little bit here and there mm-hmm. to be flexible, to read the game because he did not play much football at the highest level. But his game reading, he tells you, I can play without saving. Okay, they, someone might take a shot from 20 yards and stuff like that. But I don't need to dive to catch the ball. And uh, I think when, when you get a goalkeeper coach who sits you down and tells you, watch your game, improve. I might catch the ball very well, but he will tell you, no, that's not the right way to catch the ball. You mm-hmm. must adjust your body, position your body. And I think Onana has the opportunity that he, he, he might have gone to Europe a little bit early mm-hmm. to be... Uh, uh, directed like that to play well where his position and that's why he's doing well for Ajax at the moment and mm-hmm. I, I hear he played for the Barcelona B yes. team or, or I mean these are, Barcelona, he does. Yeah, these are top clubs and mm-hmm. for a goalkeeper coach to look at a, a black goalkeeper and put him in the right direction I think it has helped him very much and I think the goalkeeper coaches in Africa or in South Africa must look at that and also improve their game. It's uh, gone are the days where a goalkeeper must just dive. No, you don't just dive. You just need, you need to be a coach. A goalkeeper must be a coach. Of course, shots will come in. But these are a few moments. In, in the game that we played yesterday, I think I only caught four or five balls. And uh, the game was finished. The first half, I didn't catch any ball. I was just playing with my feet. And <laughs> But uh, when you dive with the goalkeeper coach for two hours, you're making the body tired and he's not learning anything. So <laughs> I think uh, it's very, very important for our goalkeeper coaches to try and uh, open up the players, the goalkeeper's mind, open his mind and see uh, how he sees the game. Because 
I will not only shout at the at the defenders. I must see where my strikers are. Is he gonna come back and help me? Serino doesn't defend much at Sundown, but <laughs> I must call him to defend because I know how important he is when mm. we go forward. But yes. why score when we're conceding at the same time? Mm. So, uh, as I said, our goalkeeper coaches must try and stay with the with the world. Mm. We mustn't sit back and think it's all about diving and distributing the ball. No, you must be able to open up and see the game in a different way. Because I I, I, I go to Sundown, I couldn't kick the ball. I couldn't play from the back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my footwork was bad, but mm -hmm. I made sure I stay after training with the, uh, with the coach, uh, John Ibarola, because he saw my weakness. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, work on this. Go back and watch your game and tell me even if it's a friendly game yeah. he will record you and give you the game on on either on on your tablet or in training when you're doing the drills he will give you the, the to see why you move better this side why you can't move better this side you must balance the body so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these are a few things that we must improve as 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 goalkeepers and goalkeepers because it's also a player's responsibility to learn to improve yourself uh, at the end of the day because it's not the coach who's playing. You're the one playing, so you must be better. Of course, everyone will make mistakes. Anyone can make mistakes, but are you having any uh, improvement? Do you, are you willing to learn from your mistakes? And uh, that's how the game must be uh, planned these days because it's not about only diving, as I yeah. said. It's more of being a team player. All right. Mm -hmm. And, you, uh, you know, you want I, I, want, I want to agree with Dennis, especially on this one of... Uh, goalkeeper coaches, you know, not only we attend training sessions, not, not only goalkeeper coaches, <laughs> coaches, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but most importantly, since we are dealing with goalkeeping now, you know, um, you sometimes you find that you know, I, I, I go to teams, and you know, at this time, I'm, I'm here in Houting, you know, I go to teams, okay, you know, that okay, uh, because here in Houting, you know, in the top five, you're going to see at least three or four Houting teams, you know, mm -hmm. but. If I have to check on the goalkeeper coaching, on how it's done here, yeah, hey, no. And it leaves to be desired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 also, I, and also for me, I think it should not start even just at the PSL level. Because you find that at the PSL, there are teams where uh, there's a goalkeeper who's just made a move. Uh, and this is an international goalkeeper. You know? Yeah. He's just made a move to a big team. Mm. You know? And... One of my friends who used to work at this team was saying, Ish, but you know, if when he got here at this club, he had a proper goalkeeper coach, mm -hmm. he would be there. Yes, we know. And he plays for a, a big national team. Yeah. No, it's, it's you the, know? It's and now yeah. he leaves, uh, he he leaves his mm -hmm. club, goes to the national team, he gets that quality coaching mm -hmm. in just um, three or four days, four, four days yeah. of international football, and then he comes back. You understand? So now, you see, now... This is why I'll go back to the issue of club licensing. You understand? Yeah. If qualified person. Yeah. Qualified you know, this coaches. other day, this other day I was going through the regulations uh, of the CAF Champions League. If you don't have a CAF A license, you can't sit on that on bench. bench yeah. You understand? Yeah. Now it should also read if you don't have a, a goalkeeper coach who's got this qualification. The highest level of qualification. Yes. You also can from CAF level. Yes. Then you can compete. You understand? Then, even in the PSL, at no, least, we are, we are, we are so, getting so, so because we need to have skilled coaches yes. to get quality players. No, for sure, you understand? Agreed. You, you, you cannot 
You cannot just have someone know because I know he's an ex player. Because I, I, I used to be well, yeah, just because with, I know with, Timothy. With, 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 you know, you, because I know with, Timothy. Timothy you, was a was a good defender. No, 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 no. All right, no, no, no. all right, gentlemen. No, no, no. So this is this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem we're having, guys. You can go to ABC Mutsepe today. Yes. You will find um, there's just a head coach mm-hmm. and an assistant coach. Yes. There's no goalkeeper coach. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. How are we going to produce a good goalkeeper? There's the call to suffer and everyone involved. But, But I also wanted to touch on uh, Onana. Onana, yes, quickly, quickly. You yes, can yeah, yes, quickly yes. touch on that. You yeah. know, Onana and uh, Fabrice, Fabrice Ondoa, mm-hmm. they come from the same, uh, from the same academy, um, the, the, the Barcelona academy. And I remember uh, Ondoa came here, uh, he was playing for under 20, Cameroon under 20. We, they lost to us. Um, we were playing in Pulukwane at that time. Sheikh Mashaba was the coach. Mm. It was his last assignment as an under 20 coach. And then a month later, he was moving to Mufana Mufana. I think Dennis will remember this. Fabrice Ondoa, a month later, he made his debut playing for Cameroon. Mm. Very young at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think they they lost to Cote d'Ivoire mm-hmm. um, at, 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 at that time. But Onana had then, because he couldn't, He was not getting because uh, Fabrice Onoa was playing regularly in the Segunda B division mm-hmm. for uh, for 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 Barcelona. So he had to leave. He was bought by. In fact, there's there's a deal where there's a player that was bought um, by Ajax, mm-hmm. and Onana went there as part of the deal. Oh, it's part of the deal. You know, exchange program. <laughs> yes, yes. He, he went there. Uh, but still in the national team i'm not even sure even now if onana is still the number one uh, for cameroon i think the number one is still on door no it's on door yes. you know, with, with goalkeepers normally you, you hardly have to change it's who is number one yeah. like now uh, now i, I like, wanted to ask Dennis to like say Dennis will tell you. With, with onana now i mean he is he, he could possibly be going to the champions league final tonight <laughs> who do you think is going to be no, cameroon's number one listen the, the number one for goalkeeper is, is all, you have to be you know one thing if you're going to be a great goalkeeper you have to learn to be patient uh, you shouldn't question who is ahead of you yeah. that's one thing i've no, seen about goalkeepers yeah. you no, no, no. must I'm be saying, patient saying, and wait for your time i'm saying onana yes you will be patient and wait for doha so you are he, saying that after winning the champions league yeah. or getting to the final yes. it's most likely that you will yes. be the first choice for coming uh, and he plays for ajax he plays for ajax in a, in a national team that is coached by Uh, yeah, uh, we we all know uh, about uh, about, about your colleagues <laughs> and uh, Patrick Clivet. Yeah, so most likely <laughs> they, they would favor the Dutch philosophy. Okay, lastly, I think on goalkeeping, let me because we've got a lot to cover. Let me just ask Dennis this last question. We we've seen goalkeepers who've got these antics of time wasting. <laughs> your your thought on that is Cheap there such as thing as, 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 as time wasting, or you're just uh, within the rules of the game? that you are able to do that why do the public you know have this uh, kind of issues when keepers are seen as if they are delaying play uh, what what's your thought on that uh of course it's frustrating for the supporters and the, the, the opposition team when a goalkeeper goes down uh you can't just go down because there's nothing mm-hmm. you must go down because you are injured or something But uh look I can't mention names because Yeah no don't mention names uh, just in general just some people might if you feel comfortable <laughs> just, just <laughs> thought I think that I'm, yes. I'm I'm trying to be uh, a little bit harsh on them but uh, these are things that are 
coming up in the PSL and it's it's not good for for the game because the game has flow okay. and someone would think but would say Dennis you were doing the same thing before yes but uh I've I've, I've been injured if I'm injured I'm injured mm-hmm. why should I waste time why must I slow the game down if the moment you're killing the momentum but uh, it normally happens when one team is down yes by a goal yes because even yesterday when I was playing, the ref said, I'm wasting time, I'm not kicking quick. But yes. Yes. I, I mean, I can't just sprint to the ball and pick it up and kick to my team. I, there's no rule like leading. that. I mean, yeah, we're leading. So, 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 so why, why are people and, complaining and, about and, that tennis? And, and, and why, why are people complaining? For, me, for yes. me, during my tennis in PSL, it was interesting that the referee wants to command how the game should flow. I think because of TV... They are trying to play according to the time. I think that's wrong. When you look at the teams like Wilder Casablanca coming here, the likes of Ali Hilali, they play within the confines of the law. You can't rush a, ref, a player to go and take a, a, a goal kick or a throw in and everything like that. It's within the game. So the fans and the referees should let it happen. But how does it happen? If somebody is injured, he's injured. Yeah, but uh, Dennis, do, would you agree that uh, sometimes Chipper says overdoes it? <laughs> no, we don't. Leave Chipper says Leave Chipper says Leave Chipper says Can you please be neutral? Leave Chipper says Can you please be neutral? Chipper says I can't neutral this one. Of course he does. He does his thing, and uh, sometimes it's irritating. But uh, you must understand, he's playing for a team that, for for them, sometimes one point is okay mm-hmm. when they are in the lead. It's it's okay. They 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 can delay the game, but I. I saw it yesterday. Arrows was losing, but the keeper went down, but not because he was injured. But yes. it's it's a tactical. Uh, they don't want to concede more. Yes, and the coach wants to reorganize the team. That's yes. when you see the keeper. The players go into the bench, yes, yeah. and they try and reorganize and try and get the team back in shape, which is not right for the game because mm-hmm. I've not seen that anywhere in the world in in Europe where the players go to the bench and all of them are there. But mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has become a trend in, in South Africa where when one team does something, the other team does it, another one yes. does it, and because the bigger team wants to win, and when the smaller team does it, it becomes a challenge. So it's not right for the game, but uh, that's the tactic of the team. They will tell you mm-hmm. there's no law that says the keeper can't go down. So that's so. Negative it's negative football, and it's no good for the supporters because the game must flow. And that's why it's, 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 it's a beautiful game. The game must flow, but there are certain aspects of the game that we don't like. It is like packing the buses and all those kind you of things. We don't, love, we don't like those things. You move the bus, But my if friend. the rules are silent on that, then you are within your right to play 10 men behind the ball, to delay where you can. All right, gentlemen, uh, let's move on to the politics of African football. Again, to the listeners, this is African football that you are listening to, our podcast, of course. Now, let's shift our attention to what is happening in Nigeria. Velile, you look at uh, the first vice president of CAF, Amajupinik, seems as if he's in deep, deep water. Charges have been leveled against him of financial mismanagement, a lack of transparency, $8.4 million dollars that the government of Nigeria is saying went missing monies that were given to the NFF when in 2014, the Super Eagles went through to the group stages. Please tell us more. What is happening in Nigeria? Yeah, you know, Nigerian football, um, there are things that are um, actually depressing 
um, about African football, and mm. and it's 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 the interference um, by some government officials, mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes um, in some of the countries on the continent, this is done by the ministers themselves. You know, mm. um, just because um, they disagree with uh, this regime that has been voted independently mm -hmm. by the constituencies within the football setup uh, that they come up with these things. Um, I think... Um, so and, this is purely and, and, government interference that you're seeing here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. How, how are you going to... How, how are you, going? you see, for me, this is the most progressive um, Nigerian Football Federation leadership we've seen in many years. They've been to the World Cups. Mm -hmm. They've just qualified for the AFCON, topping their group. Um, and they continue to rake in more corporate support. Mm -hmm. um, we previously know of a Nigerian Football Federation that was 100% reliant um, on the financial support that was coming from government. But not this one under Amacho Pinik. Even on the continent, Nigeria has taken its rightful place um, in terms of uh, occupying a big position. Uh, Amachu Pinik is a vice president. The first vice president, the first of vice president at, 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 at CAF currently. So, I mean, and, and we know that, uh, you, you know, I, I just forgot, I've forgotten the name. There was this Nigerian official who has been challenging the... Chris F Kiwa. Yes, Chris Kiwa, who was challenging the NFF mm. uh, in court. Yes. And, and, you know, and he was also in cahoots. Uh, with one of the ministers, yes, yes, yes. Um, and he, he failed. Yes. And Amachu Pinik didn't point a gun uh, at the constituencies to who returned him. him for him. You know, he, I think he's also the first Nigerian Football Federation yeah, president to be returned. To, um, yes, to be returned. Uh, to, to I hear you, and, 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 and you, you can see. I hear you. You can see. So sometimes when these things happen, uh, and I know that in Africa we always also talk about this element of corruption and all those mm -hmm. things. Uh, I mean, it's just like if you were to talk about uh, the issue of also Magogo yes, uh, in, mm -hmm. in Fufa. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you going to? What are you going to associate with him with? It's it's the, it's the success of the Uganda cranes mm -hmm. that they've qualified. Uh, for two Afcons under his reign. You're not going to take that away. Are you? All right. I hear, Timothy, I hear, I just want you to now to look at in this angle. I hear what Vele is saying. I think you touched it off air as well about this element as well of government interference. But but does it absolve uh, Amaju Pinik? Is he immune to accountability because of the successes of the super egos? I mean, if we talk about the successes of the national team, you look at Kwesi Nyantachi, you look at... Uh, Ghana, the Black Stars, doing very well. But but you but, see, yes. Uh, so uh, but, but I, I don't know. I know you are still asking the question. But yes. You, you, you but you, you know you, you see you, also yeah. from a journalistic point of view. Yes. I ask myself questions. Mm -hmm. If we are talking about 2014 matters in 2019, for where me, were they all along? For me, no. This, but but what, there were investigations. For me, what is happening eh? here right now? They are for five years. This is what is happening. Yes. It is old allegations reshaped. Okay. In a different form. That's what is what what is happening. Because right. what happened, the same allegations were laid against these officials, mm -hmm. and then they were postponed by because they were not in the right jurisdiction uh, jurisdiction of the courts of law. Yeah. And now they are trying to reshape them now. So it's it's not new because uh, some of the issues that are being raised, uh, 
some of the officials didn't declare uh, some of their their assets, their assets. Mm. Uh, so they are trying to find a case uh, where there is no case because if they neglected or didn't declare they can easily declare and then they get that but also what is interesting is the movement of monies that was supposed to be for the paying of players and everything like that because they didn't inform uh, the members concerned so you will find that these are old allegations being reshaped by the same uh, cronies that are trying to fight the current administration. I think it's very imperative that uh, the people that are involved can focus on the bigger picture and that's Nigerian football to grow. Look, I, I think, gentlemen, I hear you, but um, I'm just saying that in terms of the future going forward, uh, it's the similar case with Aisha Yawansen, mm-hmm. uh, Sierra Leone, where the government again accuses her eh, of maladministration, misappropriation of funds and so forth, isn't it? And we know the protection that FAs enjoy when it comes to FIFA and CAF, that you can't touch them. But but this is maybe a topic for another day where we say, okay, fine, where is government interfering? Where does it stop? Because remember, government also supports. There are some finances and everything. If you look at this, yes, there's a little bit of suspicion. If you look at the government, what it is doing to this NFA. Because I think the accountants, the auditors, at uh, the federation, the, the Nigerian Football Federation, right now, mm. they are also government officials. So the question is being asked is, but, but how come you've got your officials inside the, federa- the, the, the Nigerian Football Federation, but how come now you are telling us that this auditing was not clean, there were some funds? How come under their watch they were able to miss that? But I'm also saying that we cannot also every time come up to the aid uh, of of the federations, the FAs, yeah. on the basis that look, government is is just poking their noses where it doesn't belong. Because at times we've seen, like the Ghana situation, where there was really so much problems there when it came to all these corruptions and so forth. But anyway, no. But uh, what, what yes. I'm saying is that at least we know that with the NFF, there's yes. history okay. of government interference. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and previously it has also been justified mm-hmm. that the government interference was unnecessary. And you know, at some stage, what has this caused yes. for Nigerian football? Yes. And for me, uh, with all the potential that Nigeria has got, um, how... And, you know, sometimes I understand why government has to... Because government invests the money. Yes, they you do. Know? But, I think but, there's a voice. But, yeah, but sometimes you can invest the money, yes. but in terms of the monitoring processes, you can set up them differently. Yes. You know, because uh, sometimes... The, these battles are too factional. Yes, yes, especially with the issue of Chris Giwa. You could see that he, the, he had the support of the government. Definitely government is against this administration of, of Amaju Pinik. But anyway, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, you know, Timot, I have to move on there. Maybe just to bring Dennis there. Looking at um, your country, now in terms of Magogo was mentioned here, I think we've seen so much progress and I'm sure you must be pleased as players if you look at how you guys have been treated by the administration under Magogo football actually looks like it's on the rise in Uganda. What can you say about the incumbent, the president of uh, Ugandan Football Association? I think he has done well for for the federation and of yes. course the national team ever since he took over because he was he was in the system before and he knows what to do. He knew what to do after he took over because uh, he, he saw the struggles that were the players were facing. Yes. The traveling, the mm-hmm. hotel. So when he took over office, I think yes. he, he he had to rectify those mistakes because he was in charge now and he has done well for the for the federation and 
of course, improving the players' bonuses a little bit and understanding that football is work. Some yes. someone might be in the federation, but not knowing that we that's our job. We we must be paid at the end of the day when you do a good job. And I think he has he has got to learn that, and also getting some finances from the government has helped him a little bit with the financing the team and trying to get the camps, the players to be happy because a happy player will always give you good results. And always deliver. Yeah, he, he tries to make time for the players yes. because as much as we, we play football, but he's, he, he owns this thing. He's, he's, yes. the, he's the boss. He's the boss. I mean, if Patrice comes to our game and, yes. and talks to the players, it motivates the players. And that's what Magoga has done. He mm. comes to the team, he comes to the camp, and the team is either we, we're staying in a, in a bad hotel, he comes, he stays with us in the same hotel and... We feel like a family, and uh, I think he has really, really improved Ugandan football. Looking at also the under 17s going yes. to the first uh, AFCON uh, in Tanzania and mm -hmm. trying to get the, the, the games like the Kosafa that's yes. coming in here for the uh, yes. for yes. the for yes. the cranes and the ladies who came in for the Kosafa. I mean, mm -hmm. you get to interact with the other federations. You learn, you learn something. Yes. It's not only about sitting in the office. You must, you must go out there and speak to other federations and get to know how they do things. How have they managed to to succeed in in, in their football uh, management? And I think he has done that with 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 the federation at the moment. Oh, great so, stuff <laughs> happening in Uganda. Then, yeah. Tim, quickly. Yeah, no, look uh, for me. What I can uh, the greatest. Um, you know, contributing factor by Magogo, yes. he has been a progressive uh, FA president, yes. and that he has done by getting the corporate world that had shunned football mm -hmm. in Uganda yes, uh, not coming, coming on board. Today, we have got so many corporates that are, are really fighting to join hands with mm -hmm. football in Uganda. Two, uh, when I played in Uganda and won so many medals, there was no medal that was given to us. Uh, as, who, who as, took the medals? Uh, <laughs> they, they, they were never presented. They were never presented. So, yes. What do you so, want? Yeah, so the medals? So we just have to explain to people that we were champions <laughs> for six years. Yeah. Now today, so at home, at today, home you, today, you, you just today now the federation has got very well structured run a league, you know, and uh, wait, uh, wait, wait, and wait. <laughs> you won a league championship. And you didn't get any medals. That's true. That's a fact of Can the matter. Elite level. No, don't, don't, don't compare it with South Africa. This is the reality of Africa. Yeah. Yeah, Africa. No, so, there's great transformation that is taking place in Uganda. And yeah, for me, yeah. the bridge between uh, the uh, uh, football administration and the government is key. Yes. And uh, when I meet him, I'll tell him we need to convince the president, Mr. Museveni, to build the infrastructure for Ugandan football to even grow than how it's growing now. There you are, Mr. President. There is your former player there telling you that, yeah, football must keep Succession on rising. Plan, eh? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, <laughs> let's uh, quickly look at um, the PSL, South African PSL, of course, uh, looking at this phenomenon of uh, selling the statuses of franchises. Of, of football clubs. We've seen it, uh, Amazulu buying uh, Tanda. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. I, know, I know that uh, you are, I know that uh, you are, yes, you are, you are driving the show. Yes. But now I would like to ask this question. Ask, please. You. you are more than welcome because, to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because I feel that you, as, as, as someone who's, who's, who's been, or who's also an administrator, yes, uh, in this <laughs> forum that we're here now, you are the best placed person to ask to answer, answer this, question. this question. Thank ask you. the question, Thank Mr. You. Mr. Fili. You know, um, <laughs> what do you want to ask? What do you think of this 
um, buying yeah. of status. Okay. And because I've, I've had so mm. many stories yeah. uh, coming from Correct. people who are running the clubs. And yes. I feel that yes. sometimes um, maybe Masinde and, uh, and Timothy will also know because... Mm. They, they've also been in the same setup. I've, I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm a, yes, I'm a journalist. Yes, yes, but yes. I don't see the budgets. Mm. I don't see mm. the costs that mm. the clubs yes, have to yes, have to yes, go yes. through. And True. it's easy for me to demand that, no, yes. why is this club not doing this? Yes. Mm. But you find that most of the time, yes. uh, some people are running yes. these clubs uh, through their families' yes. accounts. Yes. So... <clears throat> What's your honest opinion when you look at this thing of buying status? Because also you've been operating a lot in a division where this thing is rife in the NFD. It's rife. It's rife in the NFD. Yes, I have been involved in the NFD, currently involved as well. Look, look, Velile, uh, for me personally, it's, it's a cash 22. I think you might need to look at uh, the ownership structure of, of, of football club, professional football clubs in South Africa. Because as long as we, we say that an individual who has to fund this club based on his personal businesses, and you look at the rise and the costs, the expense, I see them every day. I work with expenses of a football club. I can tell you it is massive. It is huge. So I think that needs to be looked at. Uh, at times, I just think that uh, we, we've got this, uh, this, this situation where uh, we are not living in reality when it comes to the grant that comes in and the ex versus the expenses that a, a football owner has to fork out money to meet. So I think that is where the challenge is. We saw Tanda, when they got promoted, sold to Amazulu. And for the very same reasons that somebody is going to wait, say, for me to compete in the PSL, even if the PSL gives me a grant of 2.5 million, that's not enough. Probably I'll need about 6 million a year. I mean, a month to run in a PSO side. You look at an NFD side, you're getting 500,000. That is way, way little. If you look at the expenses of the <laughs> salaries alone, salaries are going to take you to almost seven, 800,000 K. Now you take about the expenses of traveling, your training and so forth. So I think we need to look at the ownership structure of football in South Africa. There we can be able to say that, okay, Timothy, you want to own Team A. Uh, or Timothy Stars or Batabere Stars, for you to be able to do that, please can you show us that indeed you can be able to run this club. If those assurances are not guaranteed, then definitely we cannot have that. So I think that is my answer to that. I feel for uh, clubs that have sold franchise, they don't want to do that. I mean, we're hearing rumors that uh, Ajax wants to buy Free State Stars. I mean, no or, one... Or Celtic. Yes, or Celtic. No one wants to sell Celtic. <laughs> You've been at Celtic yourself. No one wants to part ways with such kind of a product, such kind of history uh, that is associated with Bloomfontein Celtic. But the owner, uh, Max Shabalala, he is, he's come out very late and said, look, my, my pockets are empty. I can't anymore. But, and people want the club to stay in Free State, in Bloomfontein. No, but I, so can tell you, I can tell you uh, from the information I have yes. that... If a good offer comes now for Celtic, it's gone. No matter, it's outside yeah. of the yeah, province. Because remember, <laughs> last, you know, it's, it's been difficult. You know, I've said this previously, and I think I said it here, that yes. I know that when it comes to the Chairman's Awards, I know we're very close to the PSL Awards. I'm sure Masinde will feature prominently there in those awards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Not that I have any information. No, it's a good yeah. league. <laughs> it's a good league. Yeah. But um, I know that it's the prerogative of the Chairman um, on who does he hand that uh, 
chairman's yes, award too. Yes, yes. But I think for me, the Celtic players deserve that. Why? With all the challenges that oh, the team yes. has mm. gone through, um, this, this team, no, 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 they are not even battling really. Top yes. eight. In fact, uh, they stand a very good chance of finishing inside in, the top eight. Top eight, eight yeah. Wow. And and in fact, at some stage, this is a team that was also uh, at the top. Yes. You know, and, and not a single day. Yes. Uh, yes, they've boycotted training, but not a single day has this team caused an embarrassment mm. um, to, to, the to, to the players to boycott the game. Mm. You know, it, it it was the fans actually um, who forced the game to be postponed. You know, mm. so for me, those players deserve some credit yes. with all the challenges yes. uh, that they've they've yes. gone through this season. But uh, I know that uh, there's this thing. Last season, Celtic should have been lost to the province, yes. but the fans protested yes. violently. So, but this time around, uh, I, I I don't think the PSL will subject. Mm. Um, because also remember this negativity. Yes. It brings it's, good, no, it's, it's not good for the league. Yeah, it's not good for the it's league. It's not good for the it league. It brings yes. negative attention yes. to the PSL. Yes, yes. yes. correct. Now, Tim, you mm. understand, sir? We, we are talking about uh, the, the selling of the yeah. franchise. This is looking at what has transpired, what has happened in the, in the past, and and maybe what do you think can 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 be a solution? If, if mm. maybe this is a problem and issue. We are seeing in Europe, yes, clubs do exchange hands, but a Liverpool will always be a Liverpool. It might change hand in terms of the owner of yeah. the team. A PSG will always be a PSG. Yeah. It's not going to be bought by Lille or something like yeah. that. And there's no yes. movement. It yes. the same place. It remains, the, it is just the ownership structure that is changing. So I, I don't know your thoughts on that. I think that's what is very key. I think yes. we need to focus more on the ownership structure. Mm. I think that's kind of the only one that can change. Not the status, mm. uh, because we are looking at the team in NFD. So if Frist, for example, if Fristed is going to be sold, uh, somebody must just come and buy the club. The club. Fristed. Fristed. Yes, it yes. remains Fristed. It remains There Fristed. mustn't be change of name. It's now relocated exactly. to Cape Town. Because uh, that that gives chance to whoever wants to buy a club yes. to focus on growing, buying his own club and growing it where it wants to be mm -hmm. instead of taking the shortcuts. Because we're having challenges where uh, the status is sold and the owners, the new owners, are not interested in the current crop of players, yes. and these and these players have got contracts, so they are gonna be let go, and nothing gonna happen. So so much is taking place. Yes, you have divulged into the issue of of, of funding yes, and yes, money yes. and everything like that. Uh, yes, Celtic has had potential buyers. If, even Mr. Jimmy Augusti, the former owner, wants his Your club. Your former boss. He wants his club back. And he wanted but, Timo to pay. But, I'm sure. But they are saying <laughs> we can't sell back to you. So the issue is not about the money. The issue is about the stubbornness. There is another business lady called the Sinky. She yes, she wants yes, the she club. Wants the club. It, yes. it went through. So there is no transparency that is going on. Yeah, because, because the also has got uh, tax issues. Because that's why this uh, deal, uh, especially mm -hmm. with Bikile Shavane, has taken so long. Uh, because uh, Celtic apparently they owe close to forty million. So which means that um, can be against so the price money that they're charging yes, as well. Yes, so now affected you by buy that. the club. So let's say you buy the club for sixty million. Yes, and then forty million goes yes, to, to go to tax. It goes to tax, and then you know <laughs> we saw platinum stars when yes. it was sold yes. uh, to Roger or, 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 or you buy for yes. sixty million. Yes, and then sixty million get, the owner goes away with sixty million, mm. and then. You are, you still owe tax. Mm. Yeah. So, so 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 if you if you look at all these things, um, gentlemen, I I think it doesn't go well, you know, for the league. I think maybe the rules could be for me if if one wants to sell the club, but maybe the name remains. 
so that we can preserve these teams. But of course, if you look at the context in South Africa, that is also very, very difficult. When you look at actually, it's an Ajax that wants to buy. It's not even someone from outside or someone who doesn't have. It's an Ajax. It's like Amazon when they bought uh, Tanda. It's an Amazon club that is buying another club. Mm. I think there we need to look at it there. Because remember, it's a club <laughs> buying another club. You see, Valide, it's, you it's know, not... In fact, yes. there's another story now. Yeah. There's another story that's developing. Mm -hmm. The issue of six points. Yes, with... with yeah, you see now. I, all I, these I hear... Yeah. I hear... Um, that it's alleged that the PSL wrongly... Yes. Deducted that six points. It was supposed to be. It was, the six points were supposed to be Tanda. from Tanda, which is Richards Bay today. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now Amazulu want, want to be in the top eight. Because, because oh, yeah. at the time this whole thing happened, um, the team where the player from Namibia was playing for was Tanda. It was Tanda. And not Amazon. And not Amazon. Yeah, gentlemen, these, these, are, some, these are some of the shortcomings. This is developing. Are, yeah, these are some of the shortcomings, of course. But gentlemen, I want to thank you. We've come to the end of our show. This is African football. But special thanks to you, Dennis Onyango, who was with us. Thank you for sharing your journey, your insights. And we can only wish everything of the best with Sundowns on Saturday when they play against Free State Stars. All the best. And for Velile, all the best in the voting. Vote for the right party. Timothy Batabai, thank you. I just you. wanted to know thank from Masinda because so the, coach, from the coach keeps on saying the league, it must go where it's supposed to go. We shall know after Sunday. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm asking you, Dennis, where is the league supposed to go to? He's, he's going to Sundowns. He's going to make sure that he wins that game on, on, on Saturday. No. The league will go to the winner of the league. Yeah? <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, Valine, okay. this politician guy. <laughs> to the listeners, we can only say thank you for listening. Until we meet again, this is African Football with me, Elasto Kapoesha. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs>